Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business and this series on situational blueprinting. We kicked off this series back in episode 130, and to refresh your memory, a situational blueprint is when you prepare for a future event, milestone, or challenge in your business by thinking through how you're going to handle it when it shows up. This way, you're prepared, you're confident, and you can handle whatever shows up because you've decided in advance how you're going to to deal with it. This is so important. Now, the advantage of blueprinting is that you have the perspective and the clarity to really make decisions without being in the pressurized environment of having to deal with them right in that moment. It also helps us metaphysically because we lean in and we visualize those future milestones, the success, and we really help to accelerate it into being. Now, when you start a new business, Not everything is a fully cooked idea, and this is a good thing because when we receive divine inspiration, it isn't always linear. It's not all clear and tidy and wrapped up in a little bow. For me, I always experience it like a puzzle. So when I get an idea for a podcast, for a business, for a project, for a product, anything, it's kind of like it gets drip fed to me like puzzle pieces. And then you're left to put all those puzzle pieces together. But here's the deal. It's not like a puzzle that comes in a box and you know how many puzzle pieces there are in that puzzle. And you also don't have the novelty of the picture on the front of a box to know what the puzzle looks like that you're putting together. So that's why it's so challenging. You're putting a puzzle together, but you don't really know how big it is and you don't actually know what it looks like when it's gonna be done. So there's a great Reed Hoffman quote that I love. Starting a business is like jumping off a cliff and assembling the plane on the way down. And I think that sums up the entrepreneurial journey exactly. So here's a look at what we're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain exactly what a pivot is. Second, I'm going to talk about the greatest sign and intelligence that you should pivot. And then in our last segment, we're going to create a blueprint together on how to pivot. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? we're going to dive into pivots and I'm going to start by sharing a few examples of really, really famous companies that have undergone a pivot. And this is important because I think sometimes we have a negative association that a pivot happens when a company just isn't successful and so they have to scramble to find something new. But this is absolutely not the case. So I'm going to share five examples right now and I have a few more that I'm going to sprinkle throughout the episode because I think you're going to find them really, really interesting. The first one I want to share is Twitter. Did you know that Twitter actually wasn't intended to be a microblogging platform? Originally, it was launched as a site to find a podcast. But when iTunes came on scene, it switched to become a microblogging platform. All right, the second example that I want to share is PayPal. You might have heard of PayPal. You might be using PayPal. In its infancy, PayPal was actually a way to beam a payment from your handheld device 
to another. They were clearly way before their time, but they grew into a payment processing platform and they did this after merging with a finance company. And then they became the preferred method of payment for eBay and a lot of other online sellers because they were early to the game. The third example is Avon. Yes, the makeup company, Avon. Did you know that David McConnell started out as a book salesman who would give away free perfume samples when a book was purchased? But then he started to realize that women were actually more excited about the perfume than the books. And so he decided that that was a better business venture. Now, this is a great example of paying really close attention to your early customers to see how they engage with your product and your brand. Number four, YouTube. Did you know that YouTube used to be a dating site? Number five, Instagram actually started out as an app that was designed for gamers. Now, what I really want you to take away from this episode is not only to understand this concept of pivot, but to also see it as more than just a shift in strategy. In the book, The Lean Startup, which is one of my top 10, top five probably, must read books for entrepreneurs. In the book, Eric Reese talks about how pivots are simply a way of putting one foot firmly in place and then you shift the other foot around in a new direction, kind of like if you've ever played basketball. In this way, new ventures process what they've already learned from past ventures and past successes and failures, and then they apply these new insights into the new evolution of the business. Now, where people usually go wrong with a business is that they get an idea and they hold on so tightly to this idea. Their ego gets involved. They're rigidly attached to it, looking exactly how they had it in their head originally. They get stuck on what that end game is going to be. And this is so dangerous because the world is not static. And if you are narrowly focused on one thing, You miss out listening to guidance from other ideas and other people. Think of your business like clay and you just kind of keep reshaping it and remolding it until you realize what it's going to be. Like Michelangelo with David, he just kept chipping away and chipping away and away and away until the statue was revealed. I think that's the way that a lot of businesses are developed. You might look at a fully functioning business and think that it was all smooth sailing and strategic and linear, but it very rarely, rarely is. So the smart thing to do with a business is to get clear on your purpose. What is it that you are trying to do and who are you trying to help? That needs to be your focus, your North Star. And then just like recalibrating, you keep trying things slightly different and you keep tweaking until you find that right formula that makes the perfect sense for your business. Now, in the world of conscious business, we simply cannot discuss pivots without talking about one important concept, winks from the universe. Now, winks are essentially signs or opportunities that are presented to us, and they're very, very, very intelligent. Now, unconscious people tend to label them as luck, as coincidence, but we know better, don't we? 
There's no such thing as coincidences. There just isn't. Now, at times, winks from the universe might seem random, but there's always a deeper meaning there that is in your best interest. And in many cases, they actually need to be just a little bit random for you to pay attention to them or else they'll just blend into your everyday life and you won't even notice them. So winks from the universe are very intelligent and they are inspired by wisdom and knowledge that we may not yet have realized and that's what makes them so powerful. We're often so busy immersed in something or frantically moving upstream to chase after opportunities the hard way that winks just kind of drift right by us when we're not paying attention. Now a wink from the universe can be as obvious as something showing up that we've been really, really looking for hard, or it could be something more subtle like receiving a little nudge or a little bit of guidance about an obvious opportunity when you've been looking somewhere else to find it. Now, I want you to take a second right now and check in. When was the last time that you had a wink from the universe? Maybe someone said, oh, you know what? You really need to meet this person and it ended up being a really great business contact. Or maybe it's a book. You might have had a bunch of different people say, oh my gosh, you have to read this book. That happened to me with the e-myth. And when you actually took time, you finally listened and paid attention, you read that book and it changes your life or it gives you something really important that you've been seeking. Now, it might be a bunch of different people telling you to do something over and over and over again, even though it doesn't seem to be very relevant. You have to still pay attention. Now, I know some of you, like me, might be big Abraham fans, and they use this great analogy of upstream, downstream. And they say, imagine you're going whitewater rafting, and you're putting your boat in the raging river. Do you ever put your boat in the river and think, hmm, Should I go upstream or should I go downstream, right? It's a non-negotiable. You never, ever, ever consider going against the current. And this is such a brilliant way to think about winks from the universe. They're there being presented to you. They are downstream. So when they show up, you've got to pay attention. You've got to lean in and you've got to listen, all right? Now, in order to best see winks from the universe, you have to learn how to pay attention to your conscious intelligence or your intuition. Now, you also need to have a lot of white space in your life. Now, just a heads up, white space is now this new concept I am completely obsessed with and I'm gonna be talking about it a lot in the future episodes. Now, white space is the intentional creation of downtime, of doing nothing. And this is important because our society is obsessed with doing. White space is actually about being. The concept of white space is borrowed from the design world, right? Where we intentionally create a blank space to balance out all the other text, images, and artwork in a design piece. Now, I love white space because instead of just saying downtime, because downtime makes it sound like it's not important or that it is negotiable or optional. And I don't believe white space is optional. I don't think it's negotiable. Just like blank space in artwork is there to balance out the other areas of the composition, so too is white space in our life. So have you had enough white space lately?
Do you? Honestly. It helps you to be creative when we have white space. It helps us to have perspective, to really receive these divine downloads. And most importantly, when you pay attention to all these winks from the universe, they happen all the time. I promise you, they happen all the time. We just typically aren't always listening or paying attention to them. Now, a big part of accepting winks from the universe is listening to your intuition and learning how to trust it and act on it. Because when you fine tune your intuition, you're optimizing yourself to see more winks from the universe. All right? So here's a list of five more famous companies that have had a big pivot. Number one, Wrigley's, the gum company. Did you know that they started out by selling baking soda and not gum? Flickr was an online role-playing app before it became a photo-sharing site. Groupon actually started out as a social awareness program to raise money, kind of like GoFundMe. Nokia, or Nokia, actually started out by selling rubber galoshes. That's a big pivot. And Nintendo was originally a playing card factory. Okay, so what I really want you to take away from this episode is to understand that your business may not take shape exactly the way that you envision it. And that is a good thing. You know, being an entrepreneur is a chance to be humble. As I always say, being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. This is your chance to be fluid, to let go of your ego, and to not be rigidly attached to what you are creating. Because quite often, a bigger, more powerful version of your business awaits you if you can keep an open mind, if you can keep your eyes wide open for winks from the universe. Be humble enough to listen to your community and to your clients and be determined enough to not give up when things don't work out. Pivots are natural. And here's a couple of ways. I've got five tips for you to blueprint to prepare for pivots to happen. First off, you want to always be lean with your business. Don't spend too much time and too much money on a website or infrastructure. Build an MVP right, which stands for minimum viable product, to test out before you spend out too much time building the full final product and infrastructure for your business, all right? Second, validate. Don't even build an MVP before you've had a chance to validate your product or business idea. Make sure you have conversations with key stakeholders, with people to guarantee that there's actually interest in what you are creating. Don't get too rigidly attached to starting a business for the wrong reasons, right? There has to be a demand. Number three, set really clear criteria of how to measure success so that when you check in, you can see if you're on track and you can know when it is time for you to course correct. So often as entrepreneurs, we get sucked into our vision. We get pulled into the weeds so that we're so totally wrapped up, sinking resources and time and money into a vision that we don't even see that we're off track. So we have to have benchmarks set in place to define success so that we can check in and measure, are we doing well or are we not doing well? Because it's too easy for weeks 
to blend into months, months to blend into years, and then you get way off track and you get stuck. You have to be accountable to someone who's going to help you make those tough decisions if you need to pull the plug or not. All right? Number four, purpose. If you have a very clear purpose established at the start of your business, well, this will help you so much. So when it is time for you to have tough conversations, to see if you're on track, you just simply come back to your big P purpose. Who am I trying to help? What am I trying to accomplish? And lastly, five is perspective. Now, I cannot stress this enough. You have to take the time and really zoom out of your business and look at that big picture of where you are. I talked earlier about white space, and I'm so obsessed with this concept because you have to have time away from your business for you to be able to see that big picture. And seeing that big picture, you wouldn't otherwise see it if you didn't have white space to break up the time in your business versus on your business. All right, so I'm gonna wrap up this segment with five more pivot stories. Number one, did you know that Play-Doh actually started out as a coal wall cleaner? IBM, until the 90s, their core business was selling hardware, right? Computers, for business and for personal, but they shifted to provide IT training and consulting services for big companies. Western Union started out as a telegram service, and now it's the largest way to send money transfers around the world. Four, Starbucks started out as a company that sold espresso machines until Howard Schultz took a trip to Italy and became completely obsessed with the whole culture that Italians consume coffee in, thus inspiring him to pivot his business. And lastly, one of the most successful pivot stories, Netflix, started pivoting from mailing out DVDs to providing a streaming service and also challenged the model and the status quo again to create their own original content. I hope that I have challenged you to really, really understand this important concept of pivot. If you ever find yourself in a place where you're stuck and things aren't going the way you want them to, you may need to pivot and shift gears. And this is perfectly normal. In this episode, I named 15 different companies that have pivoted. Big names, right? Big, recognizable brand names. Now, whether this was strategic or accidental, they went on to build extraordinary businesses. There is no shame in changing course. This is the pure essence of starting a business. You just have to keep recalibrating and being agile until you get it right. You just have to find that right formula. Building a business is all about purpose. You have to have a clear purpose when you build a business. And you need to check in on that purpose many times throughout your business. So be prepared with these five different ways to blueprint for a pivot. One, be lean. Two, validate. Three, set really clear criteria to measure your success. Four, be clear on your purpose. And five, have perspective. And remember, the two most important reasons to build a business is about solving a problem or facilitating a dream. Thanks for hanging out with the Corporate Yogi. 
Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.